0: Mike Yardley, I know, will be keeping an eye on things as well. Don't you feel like, mm. you know, everyone's, you know, everyone's slagging off ScoMo? And I just, I just, yep. I know Australians and I feel like there could be, you know, even though, even though you'd much rather be in Labour's position heading into, into today, I reckon, you know, things aren't all over just yet. And I'm just not that trusting of polls. Perhaps. No,
1: I agree, Jack mm. uh, And he believes in miracles, of he course uh, <laughs> Scott Morrison But I love the line in the, the Liberal Party ads When I was in Australia were hammering out It won't be easy with Albanese Oh yeah <laughs> so, Yeah, the Aussie, um,
0: Aussie politics Aussie, Aussie politics is much nastier Than New Zealand politics, eh?
1: Certainly is, yeah, it's yeah. quite feral actually, isn't it? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, no, it really can be um, yeah. What did you think of that Of him wiping out that kid this week?
1: I love that. I actually thought there was something quite oh, human about it the whole time. Oh thing,
0: okay, and you know? okay. Right, you said human about it. I thought you were going to say something else. I thought you were going to say fishy. Because fishy. my well, Getting I know, I've got a friend who thinks it was done on purpose. Ooh. Because it can com- which is I know very conspiratorial. And I mean yeah. damn, you are really you are committing to the bit. If you're if you're going into a That's photo great. op like that planning to take out a 7-year-old knowing yes. that you get all the headlines, because at yes. the same time, Albanese had some big speech he was making, some big media event, and I think there was an expectation that he'd probably be front and centre in the media that day, and instead, everyone was focusing on ScoMo. <laughs> yeah, true,
1: true. I wonder and, you know, if the was paid off.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's what, I'd, I've got a friend who's convinced that's what happened. I'm not quite so sure personally, but uh, no, yeah. anyway. Um, hey, we are focusing on Australia this morning, and uh, the hinterland, so inland on the su- uh, on the Sunshine Coast, and people yeah. rave about the mountain village of Montville. I've not been there. But, What's so good about it?
1: Well, you would be familiar with Harndorf, Jack, wouldn't you, just out of Adelaide? Yes, yeah,
0: yep, I was there Yeah. just last year, in fact.
1: I reckon this is the Sunshine Coast's equivalent to Harndorf, so it has got that sort of storybook charm that sort of sweeps you up a bit like when you arrive in Harndorf. Yeah. Uh, with Montville, you've got like water mills and very chintzy cafes, lots of cosy craft cottages, amazing art galleries. But I think it's the setting that really is its winning feature. It sort of like tenaciously clings to the hinterland eastern escarpment. So you've got this incredible dress circle view looking down on all of those softly folded valleys and green pastures tumbling towards the coast. Um, so yeah, you are very high up in the main street, I reckon Walt Disney would struggle to improve on the main street of Montville. And there are some seriously architecturally escapist um, designs to the main street of Montville. Like, for example, I went to the clock shop in Montville. The clock shop. The clock (laughs) shop. And it is like this ticking, talking haven of cuckoo clocks. Yeah. Um, And it's housed in this... German chalet. That seriously looks like it's shuffled straight out of a Brothers Grimm fairy tale. So, yeah, it would be fair to say Montville is a tourist trap, but, man, they do it so well. Okay, (laughs) let me
0: ask this then. It's a tourist trap. It's got a clock shop. Does it have a fudge shop? They have got five fudge shops. Okay, wow. Because that's, that's no—that you know what I mean? That's how you tell a tourist town. That's how you know it's a tourist town. When there's a fudgery. (laughs) <laughs> That's when you you know because the the locals aren't eating fudge every day. It's not like a cafe where they might go and get a flat white four times a week. You know what I mean? Like exactly. <laughs> so if there is if they can sustain a fudgery, then and yes. if they can sustain five fudge shops, then yep, definitely a tourist town. That's always my they measure have, of a tourist town. Yeah.
1: They so, have also got Australia's biggest selling rock candy supplier.
0: Okay, yeah. Look, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Montville's a tourist town. Nothing wrong with that. So not far away from Montville is Mullaney.
1: Yeah, Millaney. I love Mullaney. The thing about Mullaney is um, I know we love our dairy in New Zealand, but I think Australia's best dairy is found around Mullaney. And they're very innovative with what they do in terms of Milk production. For example, just out of um, the heart of Mulaney is this really cool, innovative enterprise called Q Camel. Mm. So they've gone, you know, down the camel milk production route. And um, the thing about camel milk is it's very high in iron and low in lactose, so it um, has gained a lot of traction in Australia. And the, and uh, something if you want to do something completely different mm. in Mulaney is go to Q Camel and they do like tours and tastings, including a camel's. Canapé's experience. Jack, oh. what more could you ask for? Okay, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so, to, to tell us a
0: little bit more about. What does camel milk taste like? Is it is it good?
1: Uh, yeah, no. I I thought it was a very mild tasting milk. Actually, mm. I thought it might be you know a bit a bit gamey as such. but yeah. Um, you can get it uh, in bottles. You can get like bottled camel milk. It's uh, pasteurised. But um, uh, amongst health buffs, yeah, they rave about camel milk. Really. Oh, okay.
0: Everything Mm. has a milk these days, doesn't it? I know. (laughs) You know, everything. Everything has a milk. Anyway, um, tell us about the Mulaney Food Company.
1: Well, this is the place to go to in Mulaney, and they're like a one-stop shop. There's like a co-op spirit in Mulaney, so, you know, a lot of collaborations. And these guys are like a showcase of Mm. artisan gourmet produce um, from around the wider area. Fromage fans go crazy at Mullaney Food Co because they boast 250 cheeses. So they're maturing away in their fromagerie. Um, a lot of them are sourced globally, obviously, but also some really cool locally sourced um, cheese. I tried the Kenilworth Vintage Cheddar, which was really good. And Wombai's decadently gooey triple cream brie. Absolutely oh. stunning.
0: Yeah, that sounds yeah. good. What about the gelato?
1: I thought of you, Jack. And a lot of people will travel miles to get to Mullaney for a scoop or two of Mullaney Fuco's gelato. They have got 100 gelato flavors in their range. And they are constantly changing it up. I had to do quite a big devil. So we started with the coconut and ginger, which was pretty good. I had the fig and almond. I tried the bubblegum, which was horrendous. Um, <laughs> sticky, sticky date gelato, pretty good. And Turkish delight gelato, excellent. But wow. I think the best I sampled was blueberry and lavender gelato. Ooh. I think there is something quite good about that combo.
0: Just a little floral, a little on the nose, was it?
1: Yeah, oh. yeah, absolutely. But Did- you good that sort of... And that sort of zesty blueberry yeah. um taste coming through as well. Yeah.
0: So did the did the bubble gum gelato that you didn't like, was that kind of like goody gum drops without the gumdrops? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Just just a bit sickly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. For sure. Okay. Oh, I'm glad that you sampled so many. I hope you bought one as well. There's nothing worse than people go to those <laughs> things and then sample fifteen and decide they're all That's good.
1: true. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> what about Bird World? Oh my goodness, Jack. I have been following the birds all over Australia, but um, there is a place called Mullaney Botanic Gardens, which is one of Australia's biggest private gardens, right? And within this botanical wonderland, mm. um, Frank Shipp, the guy that owns it and crafted it, has also developed this stirring aviary complex to house rescued birds. There's actually now four walkthrough free flight aviaries mm. uh, within Milani Botanic Gardens. Over 700 birds. 700 birds can wow. land on you, your head, your shoulders, oh your God. back. Yeah. I know. And so I had these ridiculously colourful macaws landing on me. And I also met an Amazon parrot called Coco who not only sings opera, but belted out the entire first verse of Old MacDonald Had a Farm to Me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Imagine, imagine what it's like for the staff who work there. They'd be going <laughs> no, crazy, no. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Are there some good, good walks? <laughs> yes, and and similar to the Gold Coast hinterland. Yeah, I think once again they had the Americans in mind. Short and sweet. Um, yeah, but a really good, but a really good walk is in the Mapleton Falls National Park. It's called the uh, Wampu Circuit, and this is like a really fragrant jaunt through rainforest heavily centred with eucalypts. Yeah. You'll feel like a koala at the end of the walk. But it takes you to Peregrine Lookout, where the gushing curtain of Mapleton Falls um, just unfurls its splendour in front of you for your viewing pleasure. And then to work off any excess indulgence from all those fun shops in Montville, um, go to Condoleela Falls, which is just down the road, mm. and it's like a Disney setting, complete with a swimming pool for a nice revitalising dip beneath the falls. Absolutely That's
0: so, so good. Hey, thank you so much, Mike. Sounds like you had a great time on the Sunshine Coast hinterland